if you just want to do the the audio, I mean, I can record you, and it would it would be fine for the full episode. But the um, real. I was going to talk about um, you being in Miss America. Uh, you know. <laughs> See, everybody, everybody get get that mixed up. It's the Mrs. America. Okay. At that time, Vanessa Williams was Miss America. All right. And then there is a Mrs. America pageant. And during that time, it was pretty. It was pretty big. It was to be held in Las Vegas, and that was the one and only year that there was a strike in Las Vegas. So we had to go to Reno, hmm. and Baron Hilton was the uh, person that you know backed it that, and of Hilton Hotels and yeah. Incorporations. Yeah, so it was huge. We ended up uh, doing all of our recordings videos which the there's a video for that year is still on youtube <laughs> still still deep in the uh in the archives you know deep within the yes, vault yes. Um, i imagine with that pageant you mentioned some of it but did you have like different travel obligations and things to fulfill with, with being part of that for a while well being i was mrs montana right and being from your state, you traveled all over and there is no talent. It's a beauty pageant. And I guess it has to be a smart pageant too because of the swimsuit, evening gown and interview. And they all counted, uh, you know, one third. So to be second runner up, you right. ended up in the top five and uh, to be second, uh, you know, it kind of went from there. So you are still obligated to travel if the Mrs. Um, America couldn't, you know, travel. So I was the only one that had a talent, <laughs> as right. what I heard. So I got to travel all over. So it was, for me, it was very nice. And my director of pageants, her husband was a pilot for Northwest Airlines at the time it was Northwest and now it's Delta again. Okay. And I had free airlines for a year. So it was <laughs> it was really it was really great. Awesome. Uh you said yeah. you said that there was a, an interview uh portion to that. Do you remember the questions that you had to answer? Do you, you recall any of them? Well, it, more than them giving you a question, you had um Less than a minute, I think it was like 45 seconds right. to and to um, tell them about yourself. And I knew that in advance. So for me, I broke it down to three um, sections. And one was, of course, I was married. The other, I had children. And then there was my, you know, career as a performer. I was in theater at that time. Right. And so I gave a few seconds to each one and just zoomed right on through it because I practiced it. So it was exactly. great. The thing I did practice was the question that Richard Dawson, who was the MC, asked in the top five, because I never thought I'd get that far. Never, never in my wildest dream thought I would make it. <laughs> 
was it um I would imagine you know you're competing a bunch of against a bunch of different other women like was it 50. vicious was it vicious <laughs> yes my swimsuit got stolen after oh, wow. the after uh the swimsuit competition we needed to keep our swimsuit for the errant the taping of the sh the beginning of the show as a big uh they told us do not lose your shoes because they gave us shoes and your swimsuit my swimsuit disappeared out of my bag that said mrs montana and so but they did have another swimsuit i had a blue swimsuit and they gave me a red and i thought that was good luck so it was like i, I didn't mind at all it was gone so but <laughs> um did, did you get a chance to keep like your sash and, and all the stuff associated with it yes those things are given to you by your state so okay. you have a crown which is the most beautiful crown. And I have it in a, I have a uh, three and a half by four and a half portrait. That is really the person, me in the portrait is life-size. Okay. And my director was an artist, Susan Comish out of Utah. And uh, she painted the portrait of me and she presented it to me at the pageant wonderful she was the director she could come backstage i think i became competition at that time <laughs> <laughs> brenda let me introduce you uh because we know each other going back pretty far because my dad chooch candy yes obviously <laughs> uh a band leader with chooch and the enchanters wearing his shirt today uh for the podcast yes i see um, <laughs> you worked with him quite a bit in the indie yeah. music scene uh and i also knew you from my time as an air personality at WICR, and we're going to get into uh, a lot of your music career. Um, but you you mentioned that you were Miss Montana, so not originally from Indianapolis? Right? No, but I've been here 30 years okay. as of last year. <laughs> All right, you've been here for a while. And, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I uh, when you're growing up, you don't realize <laughs> who your parents are and, and how cool... Right they are you know I, I i'm not surprised that i went in this direction considering that dad was a singer and mom is a published author uh, <laughs> pursuing you know journalism and and art that that sort of thing but what did your parents do for a living oh my dad worked for a company at that time called roston perina and that was with the perina dog chow he didn't work high in the company at all but he was a hard worker and we never knew that we didn't have anything because on my 16th birthday, I got a brand new, uh, I won't say the year because then that'll let you know I'm not 40 on Facebook, but <laughs> I got a, for my uh, 16th birthday, I got a brand new Ford Mustang. So hey. yeah, All right. my mom, uh, my mom was a nurse assistant and uh, we, like my brother and I was just the two children. We never knew we, we, my mom kept saying, you guys are poor. So, but we never knew, never thought we were. And how could I be driving a, you know, brand new Mustang to school? <laughs> and it, that was my car. And then when I graduated, I had to give it to my brother. <laughs> oh, he so was younger. <laughs> so you grew up with siblings. Uh, are they musically One inclined? Brother. Is he One musically brother. Inclined? Yeah. Uh, he thinks he can sing. <laughs> so when so when he 
here, here's, you know, this, because you're going to send me a recording. When he hears this, he'll probably say, oh, no, I can, I taught you to sing. But he's my younger brother, three years younger. And so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and see, growing up with Chooch, you know, I, I think pretty quickly, dad would have been like, brother, you can't sing. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, who discovered your ability to sing and said, you should pursue that? It was my dad, and he made me sing in church. I was six six years old when I sang in the, it was called the junior choir. And I sang in the choir at six years old, and you could not see me over the, the um, you know, how churches are engaged in this space. And so I wasn't tall enough to be, you could just see my eyes over the top of the, kind of a banister type thing. And... Uh, and I remember that. I have pictures of that. Uh, my dad started me singing. And then I got a chance in maybe 10th grade to sing in a talent show. Huh. And from that, I said, well, this is something. And then I didn't sing anymore professionally, you know, or at least publicly until I was an adult. And I joined a... Uh, dinner theater and I did over 200 shows with that group we wow. traveled and then when I moved to Indianapolis I continued on so <laughs> yeah now I have um, children who sing yes yeah let's let's talk about them what's what's their names my oldest son is Kimson k-i-m-s-o-n okay and uh huh. he works for a car dealership my uh, second son is Jean-Paul, right. and uh, he works here for the NCAA. He is the director of championship, all sports. And my daughter, husband, uh, did our interstate. <laughs> He's, okay. He was in charge of the, the uh, molding and is uh, out of Chicago, which is based out of Munich, Germany. Right. And uh, they are in St. Louis. And uh, my daughter sings. She used to do backups for me. Okay. Awesome. Uh, did they get a chance to see you perform? Oh, yeah. They hate me. Yeah. Who, who wants to see mom? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, it, it, was, yeah. it wasn't as nice as yours. You were just proud of your dad. Those kids <laughs> like, oh, mom. Oh, it's just mom. My son says that now. I'll, I'll text him and say, it's, I'm, I'm singing here or there. And he'll go, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I was thinking about it. The first concert I ever went to, thanks to mom and dad, was James Taylor. Uh, and it's, it's hard for me to, you know, I, I, I hold live music up to a higher standard. So do you remember <laughs> your, uh, do you remember your first concert that you went to? More than concerts, I did theater. My first yeah, concert was Stevie Wonder. Oh, all um, right. Hey. Yeah. And then after Stevie Wonderful. was James Brown. I was a big fan of the um, Almond Brothers because I came from originally Macon, Georgia. And uh, Little Richard's from Macon, Georgia, too, isn't he? Yes. He had already gone by the time I, you know, knew uh, fully who he was. Okay. So I uh, never, yeah. Do you listen to anybody that's current and popular now? Um, yes, but 
it it's mostly gospel music because uh, my heart, I sing in church and uh, we're constantly learning uh, new music. Our music director is uh, the famous Lamar Campbell. And so I get uh, the opportunity to learn new music pretty much every week. I'm faithful to uh, going to choir rehearsal, which is today. <laughs> and uh, I try to be there. And uh, it's my heart. It's all since I was six years old. <laughs> right. I sang in the choir. So um, would you consider yourself to be a good public speaker because like there's a difference between being a public speaker and being a singer or being a performer in something yes no i am strictly a performer <laughs> yeah i um because also you know i can uh remember being on stage with dad at the Knowlesville street dance and that's a lot of energy you know, when when a crowd uh, is gathered and watching you. Can you feel that when, when you're on stage, a crowd in their presence? Oh, yes. I mean, that's that's your magic. You, yeah. you I mean, uh, like your dad, I got to do the Noblesville with him. Right. He invited us up with the band. And uh, that, that Noblesville, at that time, I don't know if it still is because I don't get the opportunity to perform there. But that that whole city block was on fire and yeah, people yeah. and people absolutely loved your dad. Yeah. And so it, it, it was totally uh, amazing. And then when he pulled out, all I could do was whistle, but he could pull out that harmonica and just <laughs> wear it out. And yeah. uh, I have a video of me singing sign still delivered and he's doing backup in the back yelling it you know at singing <laughs> it and uh and vice versa i would sing for him so i have right. little snippets of um videos and stuff totally and, and photos which i need to send you but uh i'm Please telling do. you and that you know i really enjoyed him i really enjoyed uh performing with him and uh i really miss him oh man i, I, truly I knew it do. <laughs> he's the best he was he's awesome he continues to be awesome i listen to his music every day and you know one yeah. thing that dad was really good at uh and I, and I think it's a challenge when you're trying to form a band is like how difficult is it to um find the right energies to mix because you know vibrations have to come together and it has to has to work between different people well I've been truly blessed. You know your dad's band that he had, and I got the opportunity uh, for the for for years to perform with them. And that yeah. band came with energy. We we just pushed yeah. for energy. You know, some songs went faster than they had any right to go, but it was so much energy going that you just pushed and pushed. You know, and then by the time you go, why was that song so fast? <laughs> or we were ready to lay down on the floor because we, you know, we worn ourselves out. So yeah. it was a great amount of energy. Well, I, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of artists that dad listened to to try to get their perspective. And Stevie Ray Vaughan is a guy that I, I really liked listening to his interviews his songs. And he talked about that. He, he sings songs that excite him. What are some songs that excite you? Well, I mean, my list would be too long. I've got a list here now. I have a Cole Porter show coming up. And I've done Cole Porter for 
years. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. 40, all 40 of my years. <laughs> and awesome. so um, I like, I'm an old song person. I love the, the uh, 20s. I have songs that I've done from the 20s. I recorded two songs from the 20s that are today my I get a pretty almost a standing ovation when I do them because it's just the energy about them is the telling of the story right. and that's the excitement. Um I recorded um uh, The Nearness of You. Uh I got a chance to do that song in Paris. Uh, I wow. have that on video, it's on Google. Uh, and uh, I think it was on YouTube. I'm not sure. But and the older stuff uh, seemed to be where my heart is. And you make it new. You change it up. Yeah. It depends on your band. You jazz it up. You speed it up. Slow it down. So I, as far as a favorite, favorite song, I can't say I have. I, I, it depends yeah. on the day. <laughs> that's a great answer i uh you know you said your first concert was stevie wonder i'm gonna have to say superstition is probably my favorite song because there's so oh, many no. different people that srv did his own cover of it with guitar and jeff beck helped stevie arrange it which right. i didn't even know about so <laughs> See? that's just amazing that's just oh. amazing brenda i also want to ask you too because you know i come from a sports background and something that always gets a sporting event started is the national anthem have you ever done that for a athletic event um yes i only once did the colts i think twice the pacers okay um i've done three presidents yeah that's right um which ones? one i did bush um the last bush uh here in Zionsville, and then he left here and went to um, St. Louis, and they called for me to come over there and do the national anthem and an old song for the World War II veterans uh, called My Buddy. And uh, I went over and did that, so, you know, and, and uh, what else, what else? I done for the olympics the uh national anthem here the swimming olympics um that was aired uh i did the national anthem three times from the diving board right. <laughs> at the natatorium uh the um few years ago with the democratic um convention the national anthem the wrestling meets, there's three or four of those. I mean, I have right. done the national anthem for, for so many events. Right. I mean, I, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> and like I said, my son works for the NCAA. How am I not singing? He goes, oh, call my mom. He so. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, one rendition that always stands out to people, uh, and it moves me to tears, is uh, oh, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah right around the Persian Gulf War. I mean, that that was yes. powerful. So, yes, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I don't think mine is powerful. I don't know. No. I just think I just do it and make sure I got all the words and make sure I make it to the end. <laughs> I was going to say that that would be my worry. And, and you know, Lucas Oil Stadium, when, when you go down to the field, uh, I don't know yes. if people pay attention. They have the, the lyrics right there. So they, they save the artist. 
Well, and, they didn't start doing that for me. No, they didn't, <laughs> there were no, I've never seen any lyrics. <laughs> yeah. You, you performed without a net. Um, you know, yes. Don't, don't feel, don't feel bad. Cause dad, dad <laughs> would have his binder, you know, and uh, I, I worked with a guy who was the road manager for Crosby, Stills and Nash. Uh -huh. and he said all three of those guys still use a monitor to remember their lyrics. So yes, uh, what's yeah. the excitement yeah. of it? I've had to do the national anthem and then turn right around and do the Canadian anthem. So I oh. do the English version of it. Okay. And at one point in time, I could do the, the French, but uh, I can't anymore. I can't even count anymore in French. So <laughs> I get my French and my Spanish because I took them both at the same one class and then over to the next. So now it's unless I'm looking at something specifically, right. uh, th they run together. I even thanked the uh, cab driver and said, uh, I think I said gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you said that you performed and traveled internationally. Is there any place that you haven't been that you want to see? Oh, yes. I would love to go to Greece. Yeah, me too. That's my, that's my next, that's my next spot to go. Um, now I'm in France, I have friends. So that's why I was able to sing, okay. rehearse and, and get a chance to sing and, and, uh, can go back. So. But, you know, in the last few years, the opportunity hasn't come up. So, but. Right. Um, you know, one, one thing uh, that I wanted to ask you about, just because this, this kind of has to do with preparation for getting ready for a gig. Uh, I can remember, like, dad didn't like to eat before a gig or anything. Uh, is, there, is there anything that you have to do or a ritual that you follow before getting ready for a gig? I have to eat uh, a few hours before, and I take chewable vitamin C. I take three vitamin Cs. That is my magic. I can drink water. Um, I could drink tea, but I, I you know, that's for real singers. Right. And, uh, but my, the thing I have to have are chewable vitamin C's and um, that works. All right. Well, and <laughs> unfortunately, I think that uh, a lot of our music culture is tied into drug culture. And I'm only asking because uh -oh. it's a reality. Like, does being under the influence of anything enhance performance, in your opinion? Well, for me, vitamin C has been yeah, for years. Vitamin C. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but avoid alcohol and and anything else. Yeah, yeah. I tried once, and then you think you can't remember now. <laughs> try, <laughs> try right. drinking something. Because remember, uh, you would. I can't remember what it was you'd order to drink to, or they say if you drink this, it'll it'll help your throat. Nah, uh, right. that doesn't work for me. Do you? Uh play any other instruments Brenda? I started out playing piano and trumpet okay. um I have a good ear I can hear but I can't do the finger work so I had to give my my music teacher gave me uh the money back right. and said take this back to your mom because you're playing by ear and uh, <laughs> I wasn't learning anything I could read the notes Right. And to this day, that's all I can do is read notes. 
the other was I played trumpet in the fourth and fifth grade when I went to sixth grade junior high. It was all boys playing trumpets. Huh. All the girls were playing clarinets. Huh. I quit. Huh. Did you ever see the Summer of Soul documentary? Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Um, it was so wonderful for me to see uh, Sly and the Family Stone and see his <laughs> horn section with women playing horns. That was awesome. Horns, yeah. Um, and, and that wasn't all the time. Uh, Sly would um, switch, uh, you know, his band was not the same the, the whole time. He had just, I think, two horn players that were his, and then the rest were fill-ins or who were available. Right. I know that. <laughs> I would have, uh, Sly's still around, isn't he, uh, at this point? Uh, that I don't, I can't say I know. Okay. But that... Sirius still plays music. <laughs> and oh. I know every song from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Any song, play that tune, I can tell you what it is. Um, did you get a chance to, uh, I, I, I know you did, but um, <laughs> which, which of the heroes have you had a chance to meet and get advice from if at all oh i never got advice and more than anyone i met country stars living in montana i i was opening act for ray charles um (laughs) lee greenwood uh see i'm now i'm forgetting them all uh ricky van shelton uh Uh traveled on the bus with uh, Sheb Woolley, that's the purple people eater person. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Waylon, I have photos with Waylon Jen and Eddie Rabbit. Uh, I know there's more. <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I went through the archives on Nuvo and I, I, I was uh, overtaken when I saw that dad was on the same marquee as Bonnie Raitt. Uh, See? <laughs> you know, he, I'm, I'm surprised the, the different stars that y'all interacted with. Um, and there was just a show recently on Showtime about Bonnie Raitt uh, and her marriage, uh, how, how tumultuous that was. Uh, <laughs> if people haven't seen that on Showtime. Um, are, are you still uh, doing any kind of acting? I, you're, you're an actress as well. But, originally trained in theater so and the answer is no i tried to avoid that commercials i've done commercials i've um trying to remember all of that that's the same with lyrics i can't remember all that stuff anymore there are so (laughs) many songs in my head like i said you start playing a, a song and i can tell you what it is probably start singing it before it starts Right. And my kids hate me for that. <laughs> yeah. Especially my daughter and her girls. They, you know, they're coming along in that. And I say it's in my footsteps. They are doing theater and, you know, uh, yeah. they're great in math too. So that's something I can't, I can't do math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. Count to four. That's all you need in music. One, yeah. two, three, that's, four. One, two, three, four. I can keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't get lost in a song. I mean, I can keep up with the song, go on with it. Right, right. Um, you know, in, in 2023, uh, I, streaming seems to be the the option that most people prefer when, when it comes to music. But um, what advice do you have, if any, to like 
promoters and, and venues when it comes to live music. Cause I can remember last year in September, I saw um, Tower of Power at the Palladium and it oh, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't hardly full. And that's one of the best bands in the world to see, know. you know, the collaborations that they come up with. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a problem with uh, my first heart is and always has been jazz. Right. Um, I do. I'm second is blues. Um, then R&B fits in there because I love the horns from the Tower of Power. Oh, my gosh. And That's there awesome. are more songs that are, I'm going to say, boy songs. I do more boy songs than I do girl songs. There aren't that many. Synthesize is what all the, you know, uh, the girl singers had, except for Aretha Franklin and all, you know, right in that era uh -huh. is what I find. So all the songs I like to sing end up being the boys. I used to fight your dad over some of the songs. <laughs> you know, I would say, I'm, I'm going to do this song. He goes, no, 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 that's my song. He's like, no, 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 I'm singing it today. Okay, we'll do it together. And so we we would do stuff back and forth. And it was purely love, you know, but I was like, I, 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 I got this one on my list. He goes, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, he used to collaborate a lot with... Uh, dayron too uh, yes. downtown you know she so. was yeah she was before uh before i moved to indy but yes she was amazing probably still is i don't see her hear about her yeah. but uh yes uh, yeah i'm sure she fought with him too we would all go no i want to <laughs> sing that <laughs> um this is a pretty standard question with with music and art but in in times like this where folks are divided um how much of playing music and being involved in entertainment and all that you've done how much of that has allowed you to learn about other cultures and appreciating that well like i was saying for yeah. me yeah. for me country music i was gonna add that to my list i sang country music i went to nashville to uh i auditioned i won one of the shows that they used to have back in the day called you can be a star um we right. won the first um the first round and then um our person who helped us was may axton and mm -hmm. she wrote heartbreak hotel for elvis so she came and uh backed us we went down and won and they, everybody was thinking you know we were right a shoe in but the second time around we didn't and i went back to uh, jim reeves uh secretary helped me um you know pursue it but having children they were younger at that time and i know people do that all the time but i wasn't in the position to take off move to nashville from montana to go and pursue a career i figured i'd stay where i am travel when i can and uh and then so um i think i lost the question but <laughs> well um I, I i know that dad learned to appreciate different cultures by by yes. being in bands um and i can i can comment on on what you said it, it was such a joy for me as a kid you know dad didn't work nine to five uh being a <laughs> yeah. musician he he was home yes. quite a bit so 
with what you've done the last 30 years in Indianapolis, did that provide a lot of work-life balance for you to, to be able to spend some time at home and still pursue some entertainment things? Well, I think in those 30 years, I've only had one real job. And that right. was for a law firm because, you know, I part-timed at a, a law firm in Montana before I, you know, before I moved here. Right. So for me to to do that um, for a couple of years, but uh, that's all I've done is theater and um, um, singing. But that's what I do. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. And it's... I still got to travel. My kids, when I moved here, my kids were uh, moved, uh, coming out of high school and college. Okay. So you, you had you had more time then to kind of pursue that too, uh, uh, with them growing I, up a little. So Yeah, scratching my head. That's what I'm going to say. That's all <laughs> I had to do. <laughs> and, um, work on, and work on stuff. You know, I was at the American Cabaret Theater for 12 years. And then um, I, when I left there, I started, you know, going around putting together bands and, and you know, like your dad. And then I got picked up uh, probably in Dayron's place at uh, Ike and Jones's with your dad. <laughs> One of the best bars ever. Uh, unfortunately, yes. it's not, it's not there. Shag Copeland had the best description for Ike and Jonesy's ever. It was like a 1980s wedding reception <laughs> inside there. So um, I, yeah. I actually didn't get a chance to, to see the inside, but I, I've heard some stories. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have been old enough. Yeah. And you probably would have come in and said, where is, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and Ricky, uh, shut it down yes. shortly after dad, uh, passed away. So yeah. it wasn't yeah. even around, uh, for that much yeah. longer, but, um, with all the people that you've met, Brenda, is there still someone that you are wanting to meet and tell them, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, uh, I think my list is getting lower, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, because I thought, thought Lady Gaga, and then I thought, well, you know, I can get a dress and 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 do what she does. Right. Not 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 the other music, but the uh, stuff she did with Tony. Um, what am I trying? Tony Bennett. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, which leads me to Mother's Day. I'm singing with uh, Blair Clark at the um, Hotel Carmichael on Mother's Day. Yeah, so we are going to do a couple of uh, duets together. <laughs> uh, I, I have to tell the the story that Dad had with Tony Bennett. So, um, <laughs> so Chucha Marie go to see Tony Bennett at one of his concerts. They had backstage passes. Dad was just thrilled to go, <laughs> and he <laughs> asked Tony for his autograph, uh, and he says, "Put it to to Chooch, please, please put that." And Tony, as an Italian guy, said, chooch, you know, what, what, are you sure? <laughs> you know, because it, it's sort of a curse word in Italian, I guess. <laughs> and so that, that was kind of a funny moment, uh, uh -oh. you know, and, but then I got I'm to sure. say that he was a big fan and um, that was really cool. So, yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you too, because I've had this happen to me uh, when I've done a sports segment. It happened a couple of times when, when uh, I was on stage with dad. Do you ever get lost in the music where you're sort of in the zone yes 
that happens a lot. And thank thank God for iPads. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, bring it back down to earth. Right, you know. Yeah. Or I'll put a I'll I'll put something in and talk all the way, and then hit hit it on the next. So that's kind of the jazz influence, where sometimes it's like Ella Fitzgerald. She couldn't. Sometimes she forgot where she was, what was going on, and you just got to be. And then, yeah, and then yeah. just go on, and then I got it, and here I go. You know, but I'm one of those dummies that will tell you, I am lost in the middle of the song, and then come on back and catch up and keep right. going. And <laughs> Right. In in the sense that uh, the show must go on, uh, have, yes. you ever, have you ever been ill and had to sing before? Um, not that I can remember being ill or usually, you know, you know what key you do songs in. Sometimes right. there's a possibility to lower a key if, you know, vocally. But like I said, I, I'm very strict about my, um, my regime. I do have been doing the vitamin c bit for right. i can't even count the years they've been making vitamin c in the jar chewables for <laughs> the kids had acting like they were candy but right yeah you got um, a story well my follow-up question is, is going to be like <laughs> uh you know you you have situations where you'll hear a song that reminds you of somebody like have you ever had a situation where you had a gig somebody passed away or an emotional situation where uh it made it made the performance better because you you had to power through that situation that's yeah. a long-winded question i'm sorry no <laughs> you know i never i can't say i i didn't think about it or incorporate any of that you try i try to keep a positive mind moving through and 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 you really do i mean not everybody because there are emotional times i did my my husband died of cancer and i was still had to perform i think two days after his funeral oh. and for me i talked about it but then after i told i told i remember telling a joke about my about getting when we got engaged and I told a joke about he gave me my a, a diamond ring and said we were getting engaged. And I took it and I looked at it and I said, um, I don't think you're ready. And I gave him the, the ring back because the diamonds were small. And so the uh, <laughs> that was something that, you know, the way I told the story at the time, the audience, you know, laughed through it and we went on with you know, and I got myself back together and, yeah. and continued on. So yes, there are emotional moments that, that you have and uh, you do incorporate it, but that's just a matter of changing to a different song or a song that yeah. um, with a repertoire like mine and your dad, there's a song you can sing for everything. So that's right. That's well, right. Well, and, uh, you know, I whenever I hear um, "Soul Man," "Knock on Wood," "I Wish," you know, I I yes. get some, I get some chills, you know. So it makes me <laughs> think that Dad's still around in some yes. form or another. So, um, 
Oh, okay. Here, here's a here's a great one for you, James Lipton. Okay. Question for you: uh, What sound do you love, or sounds do you love? You mean like the band sounds, or just in general, oh. any any kind of sound? Oh, oh well, you know, in in my car, I have the best sound system, I think. <laughs> Yeah. And and people think I sing in the car. And and I don't necessarily, but I'm moving and, and grooving down the highway. I look down <laughs> and <clears throat> I'm uh, kind of speeding. But uh, right. I sounds I I I live music. Okay. Yeah. So so I don't know sounds. I I, I don't know. I uh, live next door to a to a reserve i've got birds and ducks and swans and and uh coyotes and <laughs> i was yeah i there's hardly any time that i don't have music on I, yeah. I i always enjoy you know one thing that i can hear on dad's demo tapes is is his laugh you know like i love it i want to ask you how much of uh a person's attitude reflects in their performance well i think it's important and people can read that right you know yeah. if if i'm i i i'm never sad when when i entered the stage it's not a sad moment even right. even at a, a, say a service you know it's 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 about music to me is about joy right. and so no matter what it is there's there's a bit there's there's joy in that music, and I, I, I'm, I'm religious. I don't, I don't push it, but I believe it, and I try to live it. I try to be kind to people, and, uh, um, and, and, and loving. So, right. you know, <laughs> I love it. No, uh, people can, <laughs> people can feel that in, in your performances. Um, is there is there still something that you want to accomplish in your career, Brenda? At this point, um, besides becoming a real a millionaire, no. <laughs> <laughs> we always need more stacks. Always. Yeah, you know, I I I I need more stuff, but uh, <laughs> now I got stuff to get rid of. But I, I'm uh, um, I, uh, to accomplish nothing on there's there's not a list anymore it's when i get an opportunity i appreciate that opportunity and and i'm thankful all right so no i don't i don't have a list anymore i've gotten everything i've i've ever wanted and mm -hmm. that was uh love happiness uh true friends people who believe in you, who support you. And you and I see that in an audience. So, last Sunday, I had a, uh, a Brenda Williams at the uh, Jazz Kitchen. And I didn't know, but I had, like the day of, I had people coming and saying to me at church, saying, we tried to get tickets, but you're sold out. And I went, whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow, okay, <laughs> you know. So the, you know, there's that's all right, that's good. And uh they were totally amazing. There wasn't a song I sang that they didn't scream, whoop, 
you know? <laughs> I talked about people, pointed people out, you know, and just, and then got, you know, um, notes saying how much they truly enjoy what I do. And yeah. so that's, well, who could ask for anything more? Yeah, I think Chooch would echo the same sentiments. And I know he would. I just, uh, I want to tell you, uh, being part of the indie music scene like he was, uh, it's truly amazing what you do. It's a, it's a skilled profession, and uh, I appreciate you sharing the magic with that. I know that he appreciated it. So. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So I, I'll be sending you photos soon. Awesome. Uh, Brenda, how can folks reach out if they're, uh, if they feel compelled and want to bring you in? I read everything on Brenda Williams Entertainment. And then there's, you know, how that goes. So it's just Brenda Williams Entertainment, all caps. Dot com? Or? No, no, that's the Facebook. I don't have a dot com. Uh, my email is Miss, M-I-S-S, B-W, and my last name really is Fox, F-O-X, at G10. So see, that's too much. Brenda Williams Entertainment on Facebook. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, thank you again, Brenda. It's a joy to document your story. And uh, I hope to have you on in the future, too. Thank you so much, Jimmy. This was amazing. All right, folks, to hear this episode again, you can check out my website as well, jbkonair.com. You can get the podcast anywhere by searching my initials, jbkonair. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.